Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I am your host, Colin Bourne. How's it going? And I'm Aaliyah. And today we are playing a game during our spooky season special of the Abbey Normal Podcast, where I am going to be the host to stump Aaliyah in our trivia questions tonight. Okay, first of all, Colin, you can tone it down a bit. Well, you know, I want to make sure everyone can hear me. Yeah, so. but I want to make sure that our neighbors don't hear us. I want to, so I want to make sure you lose this game. Take it down a notch or two. All right. Well, you're going to lose tonight. because and tonight, as, as I have told you before, this microphone already picks up a lot of sound. So if you're going to host, can you try not to do any extra sound effects or noises mm. while you're asking questions? Like, Maybe. Don't touch your face. Don't move too much papers around and... Don't touch any wrappers or food. So these are the main rules tonight, folks. And also, um, don't look at the answers anyway. I, how would I? You have a notebook. Okay, fine. But tonight, we are going to test out her knowledge of horror movies. Yes. Are you ready for this, Aaliyah? Yes. But are before you? we get into it, now as, we, as some of you probably know from our past trivia episodes, we always have a fun little wager we like to settle. And this one's going to be a tasty wager also. So we decided, Colin has 55 questions total. Yes, we and do. We, we did the math before we started. I have to get 27 or more correct to win. If I win, Colin has to treat me to Chinese food tomorrow night for dinner. And not just any Chinese food, Wong's Kitchen. On East Ave. Which is actually a really good place, so too. Oh, it's so delicious. Their sesame chicken is amazing. Oh, my God. They, got my really, they have really good cat there. It's my favorite. Why? <laughs> Why do you do these things? Why do you say these things? Yeah, I just think it's funny Why? in my head. But anyway, no, Wong's Kitchen, I've seen it for years. I just didn't think the food would be that great. But believe it or not, it actually really is. But yeah, so like I said, if I do good, Colin has to treat me. But if I don't do so good, Colin, I have to treat you. And for once, you're buying me Chinese, which I'll be super I, excited about. I'm buying pizza for us tonight. I know, and I am very happy that you're doing spent, that. I just spent $60 on us for ch- uh, pizza. I well, I haven't ch- really fully eaten today, so this is kind of nice. We both haven't really eaten well in yes. the past couple days. And let's get to the game right now. Okay. All right. So you're ready? All right. Make sure I don't see the answers. All right. Don't look my way. I'm not going to. But All right. Just keep your notes to yourself. So the first 33 questions that I got. 33? Well, the first 30, because we have all 55 so the first 33, they're going to be all like, you know, you pick your choices. They have different blocks. Wait, are you doing multiple choice? Yeah. Don't do that. No, these are multiple no, choice. don't do that. Wait, why not? Let's you, not do multiple choice. No, these are all mostly no, multiple choice. ask me the question. I will try to guess. All right, trying to guess it. Okay. And then I know you also mentioned to me beforehand that there's like little bits of information you wanted to Yeah, share. and I want to do that. Do that, but don't give me every single answer or suggested answer Fine. to these questions. Fine. Just That's... ask me the question, and I will try my best to answer it. Actually, you know what? All right, cool. This is a more of a challenge. I like this. Well, no, it will speed things up. All right. Because they're already, like... All right. So, okay, question one, Aaliyah. Yes. What classic horror movie features a serial killer in a William Shatner mask? Halloween. Correct. Tally. Do... All right. Due to his shoestring budget, the prop department for Halloween had to use the cheapest mask that they could find in the costume store. A William Shatner mask from the Devil's Reign movie 
which they altered by spray painting the face white and reshaping the eye holes. So you could tell it's a William Shatner mask, but they made it their own. Cool. Alright, question two. In which horror movie does the protagonist write a book that contains only the line, All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Repeat it over and over and over. The Shining. Correct. Tally. Avert your eyes, lady. While you take your time over there. The book that Jack writes in The Shining contains only the one sentence, All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Repeat it over and over. Director Stanley Kubrick had each page individually typed. That is terrible. That's, I don't like Stanley Kubrick. He's he's a torture from what I heard, you know, from being a director. Shelley Duvall had to go through hell. Yeah, that's why I don't like him. There's yeah. a lot of things about Stanley Kubrick I don't like. Yeah, he's very anal about a lot of things. I'm going to call him Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> but um, Alright, so question three. Yes. What classic horror movie was originally titled The, Babysit- the Babysitter Murders? I feel yeah. like that's Halloween also. Correct. Yeah. Director John Carpenter originally intended to call this movie The Babysitter Murders, but producer Erwin Yoblins, hopefully hey, I no, said wait. that. That's not four, that's three. Oh, no, we're on question. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is why I'm usually the trivia master. Go eat an egg. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> director John, uh, John Carpenter originally intended to call his movie The Babysitter Murders, but produce, producer Erwin Yoblins, hopefully I said that right, <laughs> thought thought the story might resonate more if they were based around a Pacific holiday, so the title was changed to Halloween. And that's why we have Halloween and not the Babysitter Murders. It wouldn't be that memorable, so... Question four. Yes. How many people associated with the exorcist died during production? Oh my god, what was it? Yeah, because we saw this in a documentary for... uh, Cursed Films, right? Yeah, Cursed Films that was on Shudder. And they were talking about each, like, behind-the-scenes, like, it, deaths. Was it nine people? How do you know that? <laughs> you Are you are you cheating? No. All right. So it's nine people for the Exorcist movie. And the reason why, by the end of the film's production, nine people associated with this making had passed away, including Jack McGowan, who played Burke Dennings, Linda Blair's grandfather, a night watchman on set, and a special effects expert. That's kind of sad. Yeah. I feel really bad for for Linda Blair. Plus, you know, that movie probably traumatized the shit out of her, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the all the weird shit she had to go through to, yeah. to play that role. If you get a chance to watch the documentary Curse Films, well, it's like a miniseries. It goes a little bit more in-depth with, like, the behind-the-scene, like, horrors of um, certain... Horror movies. Yes. Yeah, scary movies and stuff like that. So, yeah. But I digress. Number five... What horror film was the first movie to show a woman in just a bra and slip? Like a slip, like, you know, like underwear, stuff like that. What? Is it, um, what was it? Psycho? Yes, it was Psycho. <laughs> My God, what the fuck? You know a lot better than I, than I, than I think you know. I'm gonna get dinner. Shut up. No, you're not. Shut your face. I'm anyway. I'm Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Shut up. Anyway. Winner, winner, Chinese dinner. Yay, Shut me. I will kill you. <laughs> anyway. In the opening scene of Psycho, Marion Crane, played by Janet Lee, wears only a white bra and a half slip, having just a midday trice with her divorced lover in a hotel while the scene leaves much to the modern imagination. In 1916, it was, it was a shockingly direct. 
So basically, they were having sex. They were a bit ahead of their time. Yeah, especially, yeah, with stuff like that, yeah. They were naughty. question, since you've seen the movie and I haven't, mm -hmm. how long after that did she die? Uh, about, what, ten minutes into the movie? I knew it! Oh, shut they, up. They, they created the original sex trope in horror movies. Okay. Well, yeah. yep, she was the original whore. No. <laughs> this was Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, by the way. No. I wouldn't call her whore. No, She's but you you knew that, right? That was Jamie's mom? Yes. Okay. Yes, I know this. All right. So let's... I've seen Scream Queens. I've seen Scream Queens. Shut up. No, they do like an homage. I know. To, I they know. do an homage to that scene. It's really funny. Which I think it's hilarious. You know, we should watch that. Yeah. I really want to watch that. Mm. All right. So number six. What color is Freddy Krueger's sweater? Now think about Red this. Red and green. Shh. I say think about this, and she actually got the answer. Well, everybody knows it's red and green. You know what's weird? When I weird. first watched it mm -hmm. when I was in my teens, oh. I thought it was, like, red and brown. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I was like, huh. No, it's red and green. It's always been that way. It looked red and brown to my eyes when I was younger, and then I saw that it was red and green in, like, other drawings and pictures so, and stuff. So you're going to get this. So you're going to find this information very intriguing. Craven chose to make Kruger's sweater red and green after reading an article in a 1982 Scientific American that said these two colors were the most clashing colors to the human retina. 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 So, retina. <laughs> retina. I'm sorry. I'm not that educated. Well, grammar-wise, I'm horrible saying in the English language. And I speak English, too. What was... Didn't you say a word... Shut up! I didn't say anything! No, didn't you say a word the other day that was, like, totally not what you... Was well, remember when I used to say arugula, but it was argula? I used oh, to say yeah. argula, the bickering vegetable. Yeah, that's yeah. what I used to say. <laughs> I'm so dumb. We were at a restaurant one time, and he was trying to order a salad, and he asked the waitress, he's like, what is argula? <laughs> and I'm like... You mean arugula? <laughs> the waitress starts laughing. She was laughing at me, folks. So, yeah. If anybody... Yeah. I would I would laugh at me, too. No. All right. But hopefully this one will stump you. Okay. Number seven. How many people does Jason kill in the first Friday the 13th film? Trick question. No one. Because his mom killed everybody. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway. It's... Common knowledge amongst, I, yeah. amongst the horror You don't movies. even like Friday the 13th, the originals. But I've seen the original first movie, and everybody in the horror community, and I feel like people who appreciate that that um, trilogy, mm -hmm. know the or original that, You answer. mean that series, yeah, the franchise, But yes. they know who the original killer was. It wasn't Jason, it was his mother. Yes, I know, his mother was a bitch. Crazy anyway. bitch. Anyway. In the first movie, Jason's mother, Pamela, does uh, does the killing. So, yes, yes, you are correct. So, we will put that down. So far, you have... Five, six... Seven. You have seven so far. Good job. Yay! Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> number eight. In Scream, what is the rule number one on Randy's list of rules for surviving a horror movie? Don't have sex. I'm right, aren't I? Yes. Don't have sex. Scream itself subverts the idea that sex marks a character for certain death when Sydney sleeps with Billy, who turns out to be one of the killers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say shut up a lot during this game. because Every time I answer question correctly, Tom's going to say shut up. Shut up. up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like that, for example. Number nine. What horror movie required the purchase of 500 Florida frogs and 100 giant South American toads? Is it the frogs? Yeah, actually, you're right. It is the frogs. Yeah. Damn it. Hate you. <laughs> Shut up. You bugged me. 
<laughs> shut up. All right, anyway, I'm sorry for saying shut up. It's just it's pissed me off right now. Yeah, because you are so confident that you're going to stump me. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got nine so far. Okay. Number ten. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's going to do that every fucking time, too. It's going to piss me off. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, do it like, yeah. 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 So what, <laughs> number 10, what was the original title of The Blob? The Glob? What the fuck? You don't even watch The Blob! Are you cheating? No. Did you look up this information online? I studied, yes. You did, didn't you? I hate you. Yes, anyway. I did. So what happened was, The Blob was originally going to be called The Glob until it was discovered that the title has already been used for a cartoonist by cartoonist Walt Kelly. So... I hate you. <laughs> hey, at least I do my research and I study for shit. I'm like, unlike some people who take over two weeks, they just get their notes together. <sighs> Listen, Pop Tart, if you don't <laughs> shut up and you know and keep going with this. I'm not going to play this game, and you're not going to win. And no Chinese for you. Anyway, number eleven. Okay. What horror movie features a serial killer wearing a mask inspired by an Edvard Munch painting? I believe the the painting too was called The Stream. It's a very well known piece. First of all, you're correct. Yeah. And secondly, I hate you. I'm an art major. What are you gonna do about it? I'm an art major. I'm gonna punch your art in the face. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> she's right. It was Scream. The Mass in Scream is based on an Edvard Munch painting called entitled The Scream. Mm-hmm. So you have. 11 correct so far. Yay! Shut up, I hate you. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a butt fart. It's okay. I don't like you right now. Are you redoing the thing? No, I'm redoing my tallies. Yeah, you're redoing your thing. Five, okay, six, so seven, it's 1, eight, 2, 3, nine, 4. Ten. The dash through the middle is 5. Ten, ten. Yes, and 11. Now we're going on to 12. Ari got it. Leave me alone. No, you know. 1, 2, 3, three 4, four, five, oh. Six. Oh, no, wait. No, no, okay, this is how you do tell. I know. I forgot. No, 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 it's no, no, been no. a long day. I know. So 1, 2, 3, one, 4, two, and then 5. Yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, duh. Yeah. One. You yeah. know what? I'm just going to keep track of my own score. No, shut up. I want to do it. All no, right. because you, you can't count. So, I can't count, alright? This has been a long day. Leave me alone. Look how long it took us to do math before we even got started. I will punch your math in the face. Anyway, question 12. Smart fucker. Anyway, <laughs> question 12. I'm going to kill you. Anyway. What horror film caused some theaters to suggest that patrons prone to motion sickness sit in the aisle seats? Oh my god, I was just talking about this one. The Blair Witch Project. Who are you discussing with us about? Well, here's the thing, and I can already tell you why. People were, there was a little disclaimer about it in the beginning because when it's it's one of those found footage movies, so it's out of focus. You you can't really see what you're looking at when you try to focus on something as the camera's moving. You do get motion sickness. All right. And I believe your fact is is that they would ask people before seating if they were prone to motion sickness to sit in the inner aisles as to not throw up on people. Exactly. Yeah! 
So here's the information. Some theatergoers watching the Blair Witch Project experienced nausea from the handheld camera movements and actually had to leave the vomit. In some in some Toronto theaters, ushers asked patrons who were who were prone to motion sickness to sit in the aisle seat and try not to throw up on other people. That's what I just said. Yeah, so yes, I was getting to what you were saying. So I was just saying the information. But she got it and yes, you are correct. Question thirteen. I'm supposed to say that? You just sit there and shh. I hate you. Anyway, number 13. Anyway. In Poltergeist. Yes. What grabs Robbie Freeling through his bedroom window? <laughs> a tree. <laughs> the Freelings I, I, built their house right next to a big oak tree. Okay. Stephen tells his son Robbie that he built the house next to the trees so it could protect them, claiming that is a very wise old tree. But on the contrary, the tree comes to life during a thunderstorm, smashing through the window and abducting Robbie. So that tree is not a wise old tree. It's an it's an asshole. I have a cousin who, after watching that movie when he was very very young, did he chop down a tree? No, he was very afraid of clowns after that because there was a clown doll Mm -hmm. in the movie that also tries to take him. That freaked me out too. And he scared the shit out of himself with a fucking flashlight. (laughs) It was funny as hell. I I wasn't there for it because this was like way before my time, before I was even born. But the way my mom tells the story is hilarious. Yeah. Alright, so... Number 14. How much screen time does Freddy Krueger get in the first A Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Isn't it like seven and a half minutes or something? Tally up. Yeah! So what happened is, (laughs) director Wes Craven knew the unseen was was far scarier than the scene. Mm -hmm. Which is why Freddy Krueger only has seven minutes of screen time in the original film. Okay, see that, uh, this is where I kind of like agree with that. And I know a lot of people are probably going to like groan when I say this, but this is why I kind of thought Jared Leto's Joker and Suicide Squads was actually pretty cool. Mm. He got very, very little screen time. Mm. But I digress. So let's move on. All right. Anyway, a little bit over here. Yeah, it's fine right there. It's fine. Anyway. Whatever. So, number 15. Where does Friday the 13th take place? Camp Crystal Lake. Yes, it does. So I don't know why you think you can stump me with these questions. They're so easy. I know, right? They're like child's play. Ha! That's funny. I made a pun. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Why can't Michael Myers... I said Mikey. Why can't Michael Myers be killed? like some sort of descendant of like druid ancients or something you really have studied haven't you yeah so the answer is an ancient druid curse and the explanation to it in halloween the curse of michael myers it is finally revealed that michael is a victim of an ancient druid curse which explains his inhuman strength and uncanny resiliency each child chosen to bear the curse of the thorn must sacrifice the, their next of kin on the night of Samhain. Would you call it Samwin? Yeah, Samwin. Yeah, Samwin, but people like to call it Samhain. So there's two different ways of saying it. So that's interesting. So I never knew that. Close. Yeah, I never knew that. Well, then again, I've never really watched the full curse movie, The uh. Curse of Michael Myers. So that is intriguing. So, all right, you get a point. Number 17. 
what child actress was originally offered the role of Re- Reagan McNeil in The Exorcist? So it wasn't Linda Blair as somebody else, right? Yeah. Sorry, I need a minute. Uh-oh. Is your winning streak is already going to end? I know it's a very well-known actress, too. Right? Yes. It, it... Fuck. Kind of. Kind of? Well, yeah, she did She did become famous after. But, yeah, no. But, yeah, just say the first thing that comes to your head. Do you know or not know? I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So the answer is Dana Plato. See, I have no idea who that is. Dana Plato would later become famous for the role of Kimberly Drummond on the TV show Different Strokes. Which I have never seen. Which, that's fine, but I have. Was originally offered the role of Reagan, but her parents got spooked by the material and pulled her from consideration. Bitches. So, yeah. That's their fault. Literally. She could have been in a famous horror movie, but instead she was on a famous TV show, Different Strokes. Anyway. And it's Different Strokes to Rule the World. Anyway, number 18. Which horror movie was filmed in just seven days? It's not Halloween, right? Uh-uh. Oh my god. Is it, like, one of the well-known ones? It's a horror movie, let's just say. Okay, but is it one of the well-known ones? Like, Nightmare on Elm Street? Not Nightmare. Just try to come up with the one top answer. One answer in your mind you think that is the correct one. I know it definitely wasn't Poltergeist, right? No. Yeah. When it comes to Steven Spielberg, it's a lot of work. I give up. Paranormal Activity was shot out of sequence due to director Oren Pelly's self-imposed seven-day shooting schedule. Pelly chose to shoot the picture with a home video camera, which was almost always sitting on a tripod to eliminate the need for a camera crew. Okay, see, like, I, I get that the found footage thing is a huge thing now, and I get that a lot of people like it. I, <laughs> I, I personally couldn't sit all of the Blair Witch Project. I did. And I did watch Paranormal Activity. And I didn't mind it. It wasn't as shaky and like... I did like the Paranormal Activity movie. The first one was good. It's not usually as like shaky and like as unsteady as the usual like found footage stuff. But Mm -hmm. there's others that I've seen where they're just kind of like, it's hard to focus. You know which one I really want to watch? That is a found footage like video. Um, The Visitor's. Mm, you ever seen that one? It's an no. M. Night, it's an M. Night Shyamalan one, but it's oh very yes, creepy. I have heard of the visitors. It is very creepy. Visitors. I think Anna is it Anna Gastar? She was on. I thought it was Nicole Kidman. No, I thought you're thinking of the others. Yeah, that was the others. Yeah, sorry. No, but like Anna was it Anna Gastar who was on SNL? I don't think she was on SNL. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it in another episode, but anyway, that's, so that's let's one found footage movie I would like to watch. So let's go to number nineteen. Okay. What was the first horror movie nominated for a Best Picture Oscar? Best Picture Oscar for a horror movie? Yep. Okay, again, is it like one of the well-known ones? Yes, it's a well-known horror movie. Just just yeah. pick one out of your head. Just don't don't try to guess. Just say it. Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Can I take another guess? Because I always give you three guesses until I Yes, give, give another guess. Uh, so it's not Nightmare on Elm Street... It's not Halloween. No. Nope. That one would not win an Oscar or be nominated. Is it Psycho? Nope. You had three chances. Uh, you just said your three are movies. 
did? Yeah. Alright, what is it? Alright, The Exorcist earned 10 mm. Oscar nominations in 1974, including a Best Supporting Actress nod for Linda Blair, who was just 15 year old, uh, 15 years old at the time. Which is a pretty good accomplishment, especially yeah. for a movie that scary in that time period, which I don't think even the Academies would even consider that being a nomination. Plus, I felt like she probably earned it, too, after, you know, re- knowing all the stuff she went through. Yeah, and you know In the making of it. I wonder that's why they did give that movie a nomination, because of all the shit that was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But So, I didn't get that one right. But it's a great movie overall. What are we at? We're at number... We're going to be... We're about to be hitting 20. So, you missed three points Five, so 10, far. 10, 15, 16. So... Yeah, one, two, if three. If I don't get this yeah. one right, four are bound wrong. Anyway, let's move on. Number 20. Yes. In the first two Hellraiser films. Okay. How many different actors played Frank Cotton? How many different actors played Frank Cotton? Yes, the the douchebag brother uh, um uh brother-in-law. I know who Frank is. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I just don't know how I almost want to say 3. Is it 3? You're correct. Okay. So what happened is Sean Chapman played Frank with skin. Oliver Smith played him with no skin. And Andrew Robinson played him in his brother's skin. Okay, that's just being extra. Like, that's... Like, that's horrifying. Talk about being an, being extra for an extra part. Yeah, they were being like, very extra in that movie. Yeah, because you had to have, like, two... Like, I can understand, like, having your main actor for, like, the face <laughs> shots and then having a stunt man. But to have separate actors for certain certain phases mm. of this person's story... Which, that's know. fucking disgusting. Especially it's, the skin part when you wear the skin of another person. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. but, um, I would imagine it would be the actor playing his brother, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway. so, let's see. Number 21. You got one right, so... Yes. That's good. I can't believe you got the three. That's pretty damn good for someone who's never seen Hellraiser. I know. But like I said, I studied. Number 21. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the apartment building Guy and Rosemary moved into in Rosemary's Baby? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just... Actually, you'll love this answer. Does it start with an A? No. Fuck. It's not the Chelsea. Nope. You got two more <laughs> guesses. Come on, lady pants. Fuck. Um. Oh, fuck me. Um. What the hell is it? Oh, my God. Um. Give up? Yeah. Yes. All right. The answer is the Bramford. Author Ira Levin chose the name Bramford in honor of Bram Stoker, the creator of Dracula. The the Bramford. Uh, uh, Yeah, the Bramford. No, Bram. Bramford. Yes. What did I say? It sounds like you're saying Branford. I said Bram Ferd. Enunciate better. I'm I will enunciate your face. Anyway. I'm just saying. Author. Anyway. Oh, Ow. Author. I did not hit you. Shut up. Anyway. Author Ira Levin chose the name Bram Ferd in honor, in, in honor of Bram Stoker, the creator of Dracula. Okay. Which I thought that's a pretty nice tribute. I think that's cool. So you didn't get that point. So that's four points off for you. Number 22. Who is responsible for releasing the deadly virus in 28 Days Later? Who is responsible? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Isn't it like some sort of activist group? What kind of activist group? Environmental? No. Come up with another one. Is, yeah. it, is it like a specific name? 
It's like... Or is it just a, a certain type of group of activists? They're a certain type of group of activists. They're the, they're, they're the one that fight for what rights? Animal rights activists? Correct. Oh my god. So you get half a point. I'm all for the animals, but why? A highly contagious, rage-inducing virus is unleashed in Great Britain after a group of animal rights activists attempt to free chimpanzees infected with the virus in Cambridge. See, now, like, I'm all for the animals, but here's the, here's the thing. If, if they you, had a virus, yeah. If you were to ask me what animal or what kind of living being I would come back if reincarnation was a thing, I wouldn't want to come back as anything. The way we as humans treat every living thing in this world, I don't want to come back as any... I'd rather come back yeah. as a fucking rock. Exactly. Like, just a pebble off the side of a mountain. Just, I'll fall right into the ocean, and that's where I'll be for the rest of my life. I want to be a bird so I can attack you. As a rock? No, as a, <laughs> as a bird, because you're scared of birds. Why would you do that to me? Why would you fucking do that? <laughs> Moving, <sorry>. on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All right, number 23. In Carrie, mm -hmm. what do the other students dump on Carrie at prom? Pig's blood. Correct. The Plug election. It Plug it up. Oh my god, shut up. Stop it. What? That that's what they used to say to me in high school. I'm just kidding. Plug it up your butt? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just what kidding. What kind of school did you go to? One that was by the South. Mm. Ew. Shut up. Anyway. anyway, it was actually a nice, rich school down in the South. In, anyway. in Maryland. Anyway. Anyway, the election is rigged and Carrie is crowned prom queen, but her joy is cut short when she finds herself covered in pig's blood. How sad. Bitches. Literally, that's why she got him back pretty damn good. Yeah. I feel like that was justifiable murder. Yeah, especially for a woman who has witch-like powers, yeah. Telekinesis, but yeah. Yeah, well, they all said she was a witch. But anyway. anyway. Number 24. Why were most of Colin Clive's uh, scenes in Bride of Frankenstein shot with him sitting. Because he broke his leg. How'd you know that? <laughs> you've researched, but I know, I know for a damn sure you've never seen Bride of Frankenstein. Well, here's the thing, and this is what I was trying to say earlier. Poser. <laughs> so, when we decided we were going to do Halloween trivia, of course, I know Colin's going to go online. He's going to pick the first few links on Google search. And that's exactly what I did. I studied my ass off, and I did every single trivia on the list. <laughs> including this one, which is how I knew you were going to pick it. I hate you. Anyway, not long before filming began, Colin Clive broke a leg in a horse riding accident. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Idiot. Co consequently, most of Dr. Frankenstein's scenes were shot with him sitting. And that's what he gets for riding on horseback. I will say this, though. I was, t I was starting to tank a little bit because I'm, I, my memory is not that good. Anyway. Anyhow. Okay. Number 25. Which room does Dick Holleran tell Danny to stay away from in The Shining? Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, she doesn't know the answer. No, I'm going to try. It's All a right. three-digit number, right? Yes. I can only give you that one guess. Because if I remember correctly, the Stanley Hotel, which is inspired... Honey. The movie. Honey. And novel. Honey. Each room has three digits. Honey, just say the damn answer. Um, 429? No. <laughs> wow, close? no, not even close. <laughs> you're like hot. Like No, you're like cold. You're fucking cold. Uh, Colder than hell. 
Am I under or over? You're way over. You're way over your head, lady. Is it like two forty nine? You're close. You have one more answer. Okay. You have one more answer. One Am more guess. Am I still under or uh, over? You're a little over. A little over. A tiny so bit over. So it's not two forty nine. Is it two forty five? No. Okay, I lose. What is it? Danny visits the room. 237. Okay. After a ball rolls to him from its open door, which that was so creepy, mm-hmm. later he claims that a crazy woman tried to strangle him. But you know what's funny? I remember watching that movie as a kid and watching that ball rolling. No one rolling to him. You don't see anyone. The ball is rolling to him and it's so creepy how it just rolls that way. And I'm like, I, I, if I was Danny, I would have ran. I would have ran. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a similar scene like that in E.T. where, like, a ball is rolled towards Elliot? I think so. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, that scene freaks me out. Anyway, moving on. All right, number 26. Whose skin does Kirstie wear in Hellbound Hellraiser 2? Julia's? Is it Julia or Julie? Julia. Okay. So cool. you kind of, yeah, you got that right. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll mark that down. Um, you didn't get two thirty-seven, so you didn't. So you didn't get that right. Yeah, I didn't put the mark down. Okay, I'm putting so, a mark down for this one. Okay, so how many did you not get so far? Oh, let's see. Like what? what five what or six? Twenty-six we're on right now. So I've gotten five wrong so far. Yes. Okay. All right. So Kirsty finds Julia's skin and wears it to distract Chenard. Chenard. I think I said Chenard right. I think it is. Given Tiffany enough time to solve the lament. Uh, configuration and close the door to hell, which okay. I like Hellraiser two a lot. That was definitely um, a fun, shocking movie. I mean, it was really shocking how Julia came back from the from that cube. I like, and she was fucking <laughs> like badass in that. Movie. I like, I like the character in um, Cabin in the Woods. Remember when we watched that? Yeah, Colin watched it for the first time recently, and I watched it with him. And I didn't realize that out of the many monsters that are hidden in that bunker below the earth, that there is a pinhead-type character that just stands there in silence with a little, like, cube-like object. There was a bunch of them in there. And we were were both looking at each other like, is that supposed to be Pinhead? And then he's just got this little box in his hand, like, oh, yeah, it is. And he's got, like, freaking, uh, um, um... Saw like saw like um, razors like, uh, around his head. Circular razors. Circular yeah. razors going through his head. So he's basically like a rip-off generic version of Pinhead. But anyway. But anyway, but I digress. Anyway, number twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. What is Norman's? Uh, let me say that again. I just sound so bad saying it. What is Norman's hobby in Psycho? Isn't it taxidermy? Is yes. Norman is an amateur taxidermist. He like he says he likes stuffing birds because they are curious and passive and several of his birds are displayed in the motel. Ew. Which you know what? I should get you a a, a bird, a, tax, I really don't a want taxidermist to. bird. I really don't want to. Why not? I just don't. Well, then again, you don't like birds, so. I really don't. So, I don't mind. Okay. Like I don't mind the fake little raven statues uh-huh. you see at like Halloween shops and stuff but I don't want like a stuffed animal oh I want you I want a stuffed as, animal as we were just talking about not too long ago I love animals I think what tax- except for birds I really don't like birds there's certain birds I really don't like like fucking seagulls and geese those little shits can go to hell <laughs> but 
Well, they are the but, devil's bird, so... But I I don't feel comfortable around taxidermed animals. Number 28. Yes. What happens to Damien's first nanny in the omen? <gasps> That's a weird scene. Yep. She, she stands on the top of the roof with a noose around her neck and says, This is all for you, Damien! And then it's jumps. All, it's all yours! And then, yep. and then and she jumps yeah. off the roof and smashes right into the fucking window. And I think that is disturbing. If I saw that at my birthday, I would not want that as a wish when I blow the candles out. I do remember watching some parts of the Omen franchise when I was a kid. Yeah. The scenes especially where the people are like getting their heads chopped off and you know what's funny? Before we go any further, you know how you said there was you didn't want to do multiple? There were other reasons why, with the babysitter, mm-hmm. with the nanny, of why, what would happen to her. And here's the other options. These are my favorite. The, one, just say she hangs herself, but the other three are hilarious. One, she disappears. Okay. Two, she goes insane. Oh, I mean, yeah, and then kind of did. And then my favorite one, which I think this is great, so... She quits. <laughs> I mean, this, she, she pretty much did those last two things. She went crazy she, and quit life in general. Well, she disappeared in the party. She went insane. And then before she hung herself, she should have said, I quit. And then jump off. I quit and, on life. I and quit on life. <laughs> and then jump off and then kind of like get herself in that noose. But yeah, anyway. But anyway, I digress. Yes. Number 29. Who speaks to Isaac in Children of the Corn? Oh, is it he who walks behind the rose? Correct. Isaac relates to the prophecies of a demon called He Who Walks Behind the Rose. And that, literally, that movie freaks me the yeah. fuck out. Well, I'm from Maryland. You know that. Yeah. And I'm, fr- I'm from where I'm from in Salisbury and Ocean City. I've always lived right by cornfields. So when I first watched Children of the Corn for the first time, it was a windy day in the in my farm area, and and that music, you know, the theme music oh, that that goes on. Yeah. I look out the window, and out the window of my house, in front of it, you see the cornfield. So when you hear the music, and there's a windy day outside in the cornfield, the wind is pushing the corn. So oh you God. hear the music going with the corn with the corn br- oh, uh, waving. Boy. And literally, I remember as a kid. Uh, there was children actually laughing in the cornfield and running around. And I ran out there. I'm like, get the fuck out of the cornfield. Fucking bitches. Yeah, you fucking assholes. Don't do that. I just watched Children of the Corn. It was so funny. Well, here's the funny thing about uh, that. I it, mean, it's a great movie, though. I yeah, love the movie. The, the scene where Isaac gets possessed by that demon is fucking crazy. Oh, I love it. Where he screams out, Malachi. Oh, God. And then he's like, he wants you, Malachi. Oh, we should have asked Corey Gaines at that convention how that scene was. I would yeah. have been I would have been losing my fucking we, shit. We we actually met Courtney Gaines who played Malachi in Children of the Corn a couple years ago at Scaracon. Did I say Corey? Yeah, you said Corey. Oh, we I'm his sorry. name is Courtney. I'm sorry. Be Courtney. nice. Like correct his name. All right. No, but I'm just kidding. No, but no. But I I would have asked him then like what was that like shooting that scene? I would have lost my fucking shit. I would have peed myself if I saw that kid talking like that. Anyways. But I guess but guess with uh it's just a voiceover, you know. Yeah. So yeah. But it was a really scary scene and I love that movie. It's one of my favorite Stephen King films. I think it's an underrated one. But anyway, anyway. the point is <laughs> next question. Yes. 30 what was Pinhead's human name? Oh my god, what the hell? It wasn't Bradley, was it? No, not Bradley. He kind of looked like a Bradley, but no. Um. He actually looked like what the answer is. He does look like 
what you know like an arthur it's a very delicate name so a delicate name what it's, the fuck's a delicate name like a fancy english name because it's the english movie i don't fucking know come up with one more answer and if you don't know i'll give you the answer it's a british name i can't believe i'm getting the guess but yes it's not the w let's go with that is it no <laughs> then i don't know what it is then do you want to know yes all right. I'm a, I'm doing pretty good so far anyway. So shut up, <laughs> stupid girl. Again, you're Chinese. I have confidence in myself to at least throw one I question. I have confidence in myself. Shut up. You have nothing. What is it? British military officer Elliot Spencer. Okay. Then. Was transformed into the Cenobite Pinhead after opening the Lament configuration, which is the the box. The fuck you doing, Elliot? Why you gotta fuck shit up? I know, right? Yeah, Elliot, what's wrong with you? You fucked up. But you know what? He was curious because that box is a very curious thing that people want to open. Anyway. Number 31. What is unusual about the videotape in the ring? There's no timestamp? You're right about the time, but it's not stamped. What's another thing? Time what? Date? Like, there's no date? No, it's not time date. There's no, like, time clock or anything? What is it then? The tape overscan does not include time code. Okay. Which suggests that it wasn't made using electronic equipment. So I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I really thought you were going to get it too. When I heard you say, uh, what, what time was stamp? time stamp? I'm looking at it, I was like, she got that wrong. She almost got it right, but you got it wrong. But I, rec- I remember that question. Yeah, but no, but it is time code. Right. So you did not get that right, and okay. I am sorry. That's okay. Number 32. What does the Native American shaman give Steve in Poltergeist 2? Is it a talisman? He's not a wizard. Okay, well, no, I just thought it was like... It's not a talisman. Native Americans don't have talismans. Wait, 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 wait. Is it like a smoking pipe? Smoking something. Right? Can you look at the answer and tell me? I know the answer. You gotta get smoke, but what type of smoke? Like peyote smoke? What the hell? Well, you got smoke right, but let me give you the answer, you idiot. (laughs) The power of smoke. Okay. My god, lady. So I did not get that right. Yeah, you got half of it right. So you get like half a point. I can't do half points on tallies. You fail. (laughs) Can I either get a full point or I don't get a point? And I I feel like I didn't get a point. So I'm not going to mark it. Fine, we'll we'll not give you a point. I wanted to give you a chance, but no. You did really good, too. You had it like mostly right. I like the smoke. Taylor, a Native American shaman, takes Steve into the desert and gives him the power of smoke so that he can repel the ghost of a a deceased insane preacher who is after his daughter. Which is kind of creepy for an old-ass preacher uh, ghost to go after uh, after a young little girl. Well, I mean, Catholic priests, man, they're kind of fucked up. Yeah, this priest looked kind of, yeah. They they swing both ways. Yeah. Very sick. You're gonna die! <laughs> That's what he anyway. sounded like, too, in the movie. Anyway, moving you're, on. You're gonna die! Anyway, <laughs> number 33. Who is the only character to appear in and survive all four Jaws movies? My dad would know this fucking answer more than anything. Oh, my God. My dad's a huge Jaws fan. He's and seen I, them all, and so... I truly don't know this one because I... 
I've seen bits and pieces of the first Jaws one. Yeah. But I know it's not... Is it Dennis Quaid's character? No, it's not Dennis Quaid's character. Dennis Quaid wasn't even in the original one. Okay. Oh my god. Shame on me then. Shit. Shame. Shame. Anyway, do you know the... Do you want me to tell you the answer? Yes. Michael Brody is the older brother of the late Sean Brody and the son of Chief Brody and Ellen Brody. That's a lot of Brodies, bro. Mm -hmm. Here is a ma he is a major character in Jaws, a supporting character in Jaws 2, and the main protagonist of Jaws 3D and Jaws the Revenge, which Jaws Revenge was one of the worst fucking movies ever, ever, and it had a famous Michael Caine in that movie as well. Number 34, a 19, the 1981 film, The Shining, which, it's actually 1980, the computer got it wrong, idiots. No, no. Which no. hotel did Jack and his family took uh, looked after? Oh my god. Come on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I know. We've talked about this hotel. You've even said the name. The Stanley Hotel? The name in the book. Okay, so the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. Yes, but what is, was the name of it? Is the original hotel that Stephen King based the novel on. But they gave it a different name in the book. Can you give me a hint? Do I have to? I mean, I really Was it charades? I really wish you would, because it would help me. Because here's the thing, I've never read The Shining, look, and I've seen bits and pieces of The Shining. Look, first of all, you can't look over this shit, alright? You literally have to guess the answer. Okay. Oh my god. Overlook? Correct. The Overlook Hotel. Yep. Okay. Number 35. Mm -hmm. In Child's Play, why did Chucky hurt John? John? Yeah. John. In Child's Play. Yeah, the, I, I the, know who... who John, John's the guy who taught him voodoo, right? Yes, he's the voodoo master. Yes. Okay. Did he feel like he was betrayed by him? No. Wait. Two more answers. Okay. Two more guesses. Two more guesses. Um, Come on, just think of anything. Come out, think outside the box. Was he trying to stop him from stopping Chucky? No. Guess three. Nice. Come on, you got this, girl. See, now here's the thing. Oh my god, just say the damn answer. Because I, I have seen Charles play over and over and over again, like a bunch of times. Okay, but this is and not I, helping you I know, guess I remember, the answer. I remember this scene perfectly. Chucky shows up in his kitchen and explains to him like, "Why am I bleeding? I this, this look power. like look like you're getting your answer almost." Yeah. So, what's the answer? John told Chucky about the side effects of the curse, or not curse, but spell, that he had to switch souls with the first person he revealed his identity to. Right, but that doesn't explain why he hurt John. He hurt John. All right, so I guess you didn't get this. Okay, that hurts me a bit, but okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because I love Child's Play. I don't like the remake, but I the love The remake Child's sucked, Play. to be honest. Yeah. I felt very uncomfortable watching that movie. Anyway. So the answer is, wouldn't tell Chucky how to escape the body. Really? Yeah, because literally there was a way to escape the body. And he told, and he wouldn't tell him at all. So Chucky was like, you know what? You shouldn't have showed me your voodoo doll. So he took his voodoo oh, doll and twisted okay. his ass apart so he could get the answer. See, now that hurts my spirit because... Honey, your spirit was already hurt to begin with. 
Wow. I'm sorry. I'm wow. sorry. That's so mean. Why did it expose me like that? I'm so Shit. sorry. No, no, it's not hurt. It's I was only slightly damaged. Work, work, depression. <laughs> work, work, anxiety and trauma. <laughs> and Peggy. Mental issues. Sorry, she's singing Hamilton again. Thanks but, for exposing my trauma. I'm so God. sorry. I, anyway. Anyway. I'm so sorry, honey. Anyway. All right. So, oh, come on. Don't be butthurt. <laughs> Not butthurt, but don't be hurt by this. I am. I can't help it. Let's squash it like I squash all my feelings. Anyway. With food and sarcasm. I was about to say that, too. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we were really meant to be together. Like with food and sarcasm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's anyway. so fucking funny. Yeah, you can tell we're getting married. Oh yeah. Um, number 36. What, which film is about a new evil lurking six months after the incident with a video? The Ring 2? Yes. Okay. Correct. See, I, I can't believe they made more than one. Yeah, me too. I'm kind of shocked about that. It's, but then again... It's like, it's like the Final Destination movie. It's the same premise every time. But then again, they did that in Japan too. When they did the original rings, they made two of them. But the, it's the same premise. Yeah, but that was but they like you're, you're it. Just, you're just telling the same story, but with different people. Honey, it's just a cash money movie. It's stupid! <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but... I, it is stupid, but that's how they make their money, honey. By, uh, by doing a sequel. That's how they always do it. And you know the sequel's not always good. They're, They're never good! Honey, you can't say that. There are a few good sequels. Name one. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors. That is the best f- movie in okay. all the franchise. You know what? Friday the 13th Part 4. Okay, let me just say this. I feel like after the third one... Somebody's watching me. After the third one, I feel like they were just coming up with a reason to keep the franchise going. That's how they do with every horror movie, honey. And then once... You know, it's a cash cow. Once Wes Craven passed away, kicked the bucket, they had no reason to keep it going. Hey, you be nice to Wes... I was about to say the Ace. You be nice to Wes Craven. Ace Craven. (laughs) That would be a great name. That's a badass name. All right, so anyway, number 37. What is the name of the co-star reporter in Scream? I don't fucking know. What? I thought you liked Scream. I... Okay. A lot of what I know about movies, like horror movies especially, like I love horror movies, don't get me wrong. Some of which I have never had the chance to watch these movies. Even though, like, you can rent them, you can buy them, you can borrow a copy from a friend, Mm -hmm. or bum off of somebody's Netflix or Hulu account. It's not that hard. (laughs) But the problem is, is that I've never gotten around to seeing half of these fucking movies. You gotta be kidding me. I've seen Rosemary's Baby. I've seen all of them. You've seen Rosemary's Baby because of me. No. Yeah. I've seen Rosemary's Baby before I met you. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait. That's right. I think you said that years ago I've when seen, I was watching I've it. seen The Craft one time. <laughs> I've seen all of the Halloween movies, including the remakes, the Rob Zombie remakes. I've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, including the remake to that one, mm. which is my favorite one. Mm. And I've seen, like, a bunch of movies. Like, yeah, I've seen a lot of them. All right, honey, do you even know the answer? You want me to tell you? Yes. All right, it's Gail Weathers, who played, who's played by Courtney Cox. Gail Weathers? Yeah. Oh, they weren't even fucking trying with names. No, they weren't. That's, oh, they weren't even fucking trying. No, no, they anything. weren't even. That, that's what happens in scary movies. They don't really try with names. They just give you the most silliest name ever, so. 
Especially for reporters. I could see a reporter named Gail Weathers. <laughs> you should see the look I gave Colin too. I'm like, really? So, okay. So, number 38. On on which real-life serial killer was the killer in Scream based? Which real-life serial killer was yeah. the Scream... It's not Ed Gein, right? No. Okay. Oh, my God. A lot... Like we went over in that one episode... There we a go. A lot of movies are based off of Ed Gein. Well, all right. Give me another answer. Uh, Do you know or not know? The Zodiac Killer? No. I have one more fucking shot. Come on, um, just say whatever. A real life serial killer? Uh huh. Ted Bundy? What? I'm, I'm stuck I mean, on I, I mean, you know, you, never mind. It's actually the answer is Danny Rowland. Who the fuck is Danny Rowland? I thought you would know because you know a lot about serial killers and look them up. I don't know a lot about them. I listen to true crime podcasts. Honey, you're yes. obsessed with serial killers. I know some. I don't know everyone, okay? Mm. I haven't touched that um, serial killer trivia book in a while, and I feel like I need to. You really do. But my point is, is You got that, it for a reason. Yeah, to do that one true crime trivia episode we did many months ago. But the point is, is that I don't know every single true crime topic. All right. But anyway. But anyway, I digress. Yes. Number, th- what did I say? 38 or 39? Am I? Don't, aren't they numbered on there? Well, this is different. This is from a different website, so. Oh, so now we're pick- we're pulling from a different one. Okay. Yeah, so I think that we're on number 39. I'll just guess it. Anyway. In the birds, what California town do the birds attack? Is it Bodega Bay? Oh my god, how'd yeah, you know that? I've watched the birds, like, 50 times. And yet... It's my favorite... It's one of my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movies. Next to Rear Window. You're a fucking Rear Window. No, Rear Window is like the cinematic masterpiece. Well, which one do you like? The Jimmy Stewart one or the Christopher Reeves version? I like the Jimmy Stewart one. Yeah, you have to go with the the classic. Alfred Hitchcock's cinematography skills and like how he viewed things in that movie were amazing. That's the movie that they show you when you do, like, intro to media and video production classes Mm -hmm. in college. And I thought it was, like, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Especially, and I don't know if a lot of people know this little tidbit, but you know the married couple that slept on the fire escape? Mm. There was a scene where it starts to rain, Mm -hmm. right? And they have two open windows. And the scene where it starts to rain out in the courtyard, they you see them get up and they're pulling on their blankets to go. One's going one way, one's going the other way. Alfred Hitchcock purposely told each one of them that you're going to go in one direction, and he told the other person that you're going to go in the other direction to create that tug of war shot. Yeah, that's amazing. It is pretty genius what Alfred it Hitchcock is. can do. I'm like, oh. That's why I love his work. He, he is a true master. He's, he's one of the masters of horror, so yes. He's genius. Yes, he is. He is everything that Stanley Kubrick wishes he could be. <sighs> well, I, you know what's funny? They met each other, too, years and years ago. You can't measure up for shit. <laughs> yeah, but all right. Anyway. So, number 40. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. In the movie Scream, what was one of the cardinal rules of scary movies? We just went over this. Oh, no, this is a different answer. There's a different one. Don't go in there. No. Don't do drugs? No. You got another one? Don't go anywhere by yourself? No. The answer is, never say, 
I'll be right back. Oh, shit. That's right. Which I love that because Matthew Lillard got up and he's like, hey, anyone want anything? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. And everyone's like, oh. Like, it was so funny. Matthew Lillard is a cool fucking dude. He is a cool guy. Like, he was a, he's um, a guy who's just a big nerd who just loves punk rock and superhero stuff. And he was shaggy. He was an SLC punk. He was a, he was a big, back in the day, he was a big actor. Yeah, and he's still he's, cool he's still a big actor now. It's just he's not really doing too too much, but he's doing small things, and he still plays think, Shaggy in yeah, Scooby say, in Scooby Doo stuff. As I say, I think the most recent thing we've heard Matthew Lillard in was that recent Mystery Incorporated show, which that was years ago, a couple years ago. But it was such a good. I thought that was a really good version of the. Scooby-Doo it was good show. for him to come back because really, as that, our. That series showed character growth. Just in the yeah, main, just in like the Casey Kasem, who was like you know the like they're like our parents' generation of Shaggy. Matthew Lillard is our generation's version of Shaggy. Like like they I love both Matthew are. Lillard. They're both the perfect Shaggies, but Matthew but anyway, Lillard is a good one. We're getting off topic. Again. Oh shut up. Anyway. Hey, you wanted to converse. All right. So number forty-one, uh, which band appears in the nineteen eighty? Three film, The Hunger, performing oh. their classic, The Bela Lugosi's Dead Song. Which band? Yeah, which band? Oh man, you're not gonna get this. Yeah, I might as well tell See, you. See, no, no, no. Oh, oh. You, I'm not gonna get it. But I know, like, you have been bitching about me watching The Hunger because it has David Bowie. In it's it. a great fucking film and too. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not because I haven't seen it. But it's a weird fucking film, but it's great. I know. Cat People was a weird fucking film. That was a great film. And still, you made too. me watch that shit. And we watched, and we met Malcolm McDowell, who was in that film as well. Which I, you know, it's funny. He didn't really talk about Cat People that I much. I don't think anybody wants to talk about Cat People. Man, yeah, especially that incest <laughs> I, between brother and sister yeah. who are cats. Yeah. Again, I don't think anybody. But wants I think to talk it's still an intriguing people. film, though it yeah. is. Musical soundtrack had a little bit of David Bowie in it, which I love. Yeah, but so, this is a band who was more in the underground, more like like Velvet Underground. No, 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 okay. more like eighties. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> wow, she thinks she's funny, folks. She thinks she's totally funny. Not really. I'll just give you the fucking answer. Sure. They're a new wave, like new wave punk act from like England called. Did you tell me the gothic band Bauhaus. Bauhaus? Yeah, Bauhaus was pretty pretty Wait, fucking cool. I've heard of that band. Yeah, Bauhaus. They're the one that had that famous song, Bella Gosey's Dead. And they had that cover. I don't even think anyone could name a Bauhaus only, song. I think I only know them because of that one Blink-182 song. Yeah, that's um, um, that song. She's out of her mind. black short, black skirt, and, and a Bauhaus stuck in her head. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I know them. Yeah, that's Bauhaus. Yep. I'm like, who the hell is Bauhaus? Well, Matt Skiba, who is in Alkaline Trio, and then he joined Blink-182, he was a huge Bauhaus fan, so he thought putting that in the song would be perfect. Yeah, that girl's not the only one with Bauhaus stuck in her head, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Next question. Number 42? Yeah, number 42. In Friday the 13th, part 8. Oh, God. What does Jason see on a billboard near the water? Which you've never seen. A picture of a lake? Is that my right? Good answer, but no. Fuck. All right, all right come up with two more. <laughs> like a picture. Of a... What What do you see on a billboard? Naked women. Was that your second answer? I would imagine. Is especially. That, is that your second answer? Yes or no? I want to say no. 
Give me an answer, an actual proper answer. See how it feels to be the one asking the questions and you not getting serious answers? Listen, Bebop and Rocksteady, just give me a fucking answer <laughs> right now or else um, I'm not going to continue doing it. Is it like an ad for the camp? No. Okay, I give up then. A man in a hockey mask. They were trying to be clever. I'm sorry, that's not fucking clever. They were just like, that's, that's just some writers. Because he's looking, because he's in a hockey mask, looking up at a billboard with a guy with a hockey mask on, and he's just looking at it in such intrigue. Well, with that a very makes no fucking sense. Eh, well, those are the writers for you. you Not every Friday the Thirteenth film was great, but yeah. The remake was really good, though. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, you know, it was okay. Actually, it was. You can't say it was okay. It was better than Nightmare on Elm Street. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. I really anyway. don't want to, but okay. Okay. What happened to Dewey in, in the Scream horror film series after he was stabbed? Which, by the way, this is number 43, folks. Oh, my God. Dewey? Wasn't that David Arquette's character? Yeah, he was the dumb cop, yeah. Did he die? Nope. He comes back to life? Um. Or did he just lie in wait and eventually kill the killers? No. Um, well, we gave you three guesses. Yeah, so I'm pretty much stumped. His answer was... Uh, the answer was he lived on. So He lived... Yeah. He, isn't that what I said in my second guess? He lives? Well, I mean, you said he came back to life. But he lives on. He does live on, but he didn't come back to life. He, he got stabbed. He got and then stabbed, he, but he was still living, so... Anyway. Yeah. So. I was wrong. Oh, well. Okay. Life goes on. Yep. <laughs> So, this next one, the 1922 film Nosferatu was remade in 1979 with which actor playing the bald, paid, uh, padded uh, Count Dracula? What year here. was it? This was a remake. It was in 1979. So, and it's not the one that we've got the poster of. Yeah, no. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a different telling. I mean, this is Nosferatu. This is the opposite of Dracula. Honestly, I wouldn't know. Okay. The answer is actually Klaus Kinski. Which, you know what's funny? Guess who his daughter is? Hmm. The girl in Cat People. Oh. Yes, that's his daughter. See, I didn't know any of that because I I don't care about the whole vampire genre in general. Vampire hater. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Werewolves are hotter anyway. People can argue, but I don't know. I'd rather anyway. be a, I'd rather be a vampire. Alright, next question. Which film is the story of two cops going after a serial killer? Two cops going after a serial killer? Yeah. That could be any movie. Well, this was more of a uh, thriller. Like a horror thriller. Two cops going after a serial killer. Yeah. Just come up with one. Uh, come up with a thing. It could be anything. My God, what was that movie I was talking about? In the one, was it? Is it a movie that I had mentioned in a previous episode? Okay, never mind. Then it's not the one I'm thinking of. Um, <clears throat> shoot, I give up. I don't know. The movie Seven. Seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. The one that starred Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, okay. <clears throat> yep. So, next question. Yes. In Silence of the Lambs, which city is Dr. Lecter in prison in? Oh, fuck. Why, why do you pick these ones? Anyway, um... <laughs> which city? Yeah. Boston? No, but you're... But you're... Same coast? 
Yeah, it's on the East Coast. <clears throat> North yeah. or South? New York City? No. One more answer. Philadelphia? You're close, but no. The answer is Baltimore, Maryland. Fuck! <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. Haha. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Next question. Friday the 13th, part 6, Jason lives. How does Jason come back to life? I have no fucking... Wait a minute. Part 6? Yeah. I, I know I'm probably going to get this one wrong, but I'm going to take a shot anyway. So, doesn't his body get dug up and, like, a metal rod is protruding from his body and lightning strikes it and he's re resurrected? Yep, the answer is lightning. Oh my god, I was, that was just a wild guess, but okay, cool. That's one point for me. They basically pulled a Frankenstein and, and uh, brought him back to life by lightning. I can't wait to read that book. <coughs> I bought a copy yesterday, and I'm so excited to read it. But anyway, moving on. Anyway, what was the name of Bela Lugosi's co-star in the 1935 film Mark of the Vampire? The name of the, the actress or yes. actor? Actress, yes. Oh no! Well, oh, I mean, fuck. I don't think you do know this. So. I really don't. Um, I mean, answer only... is Car Carol Barlin. Carol Barlin. I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah, well, she's an old-time actress. So. Well, I might have. Like, it's, I think I mentioned once before that I follow the uh, Hollywood Graveyard channel on YouTube, and they do visit some uh, black and white movie <laughs> stars from back in the day. So, mm. if Carol Barlin sounds familiar, that could be why. Yeah. So, moving on. All right. Uh, next question. In George Romero's Day of the Dead, who was the zombie tamed by Dr. Frankenstein? The zombie tamed by Dr. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Definitely not Frankenstein. No. Um, I don't know. I give up. Bub. Bub? Yeah. In the movie uh, Day of the Dead, he was the... Um, he was a zombie tamed by Frankenstein by name Bub. Okay. I've never really fully watched the whole movie, and I do want to check it out. Because mm -hmm. the mall in there is from Philadelphia, and it was like one of the biggest malls ever. Mm -hmm. So literally, the um, that movie's actually really good from what I heard. All right, moving on. Uh, I think it, that was it. Oh, no, that was Dawn of the Dead. Never mind. I digress. Next film, which film featured a woman being decapita decapitated by a car? A woman being decapitated by a car. Mm-hmm. It's not Christine, is it? No. Okay. <clears throat> being decapitated by a car. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember this scene from some... Have we watched this movie? I don't think so. Okay, and I give up. Urban Legend. Urban Legend? Yeah, I've never seen that one. Yeah, I, I didn't really watch scene? the movie either, but yeah. A woman being decapitated by a car did sound familiar, but probably not what I'm thinking of. Next question. Scream was originally going to be called what? The final girl? I don't know. The final what? The final girl? I don't know. No. Scream was originally going to be called... <clears throat> Scary Movie. What? Yeah, it was originally going to be called Scary Movie, but instead they called it Scream. So later on, when they did the parody movies, that's why they call it Scary Movie. That's so stupid! 
Ugh. I'm sorry, but I don't like any of those scary movies. I like, love I love the scary movie series. Well, except for I don't like them at all. One and two were the best one. After that, that's when they started going down. I don't, like, down. I don't well, like. Well, number scary. three wasn't too bad either. I don't like the scary movie. Period. Okay, so it was one, and I don't like that haunted house one either. That one sucked. Yeah. But uh, but scary movie one, two, and three were actually really good ones. After that, they all sucked. All right, next one. Ugh, all right, you'll actually like this one. Okay. In the movie Tremors 2 Aftershocks, what was the underground creatures called? Graboids. Yep. I fucking love those movies. Here we go. That is my favorite horror trilogy she'll, in the world. She'll talk to you for hours about this. It is the ultimate The Floor is Lava game. Like, it's just a bunch of people playing The Floor is Lava, but it's amazing because it actually... He's deadly. <laughs> Can you imagine those three guys that were working out and they were playing that, that Graboid game and they'd be like, uh, how come you didn't work out? I was sad. No, but like, that's my favorite movie trilogy of all time. And I love, love that, like in the newer ones, Jamie Kennedy mm -hmm. plays Bert's son. He's amazing. All right. I love him. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Next one. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Which Italian horror director created the musical score for Dawn of the Dead? I don't know. Dario Argento. The man... You know, I heard that name before, he but He's the never... one that did the movie Suspiria. Oh, okay. He directed that. And not only that, he was known for his directorial cinematography and his musical scores. Like, literally, he was that good. That's why the musical score for Dawn of the Dead was that good. Wait, did I give myself a point for Graboids? No, okay. I don't think so. I'm just put down just in case. All right, last question. Yes, <laughs> finally. Which friend star appear in the movie Scream? Which friend star? Courtney yeah. Cox. We talked about this. But what earlier. was her? What was her name on the show? Monica. Yeah, correct. So, give yourself a point. All right. So that was like what fifty-four total. Yeah. Yeah, because we we realized in the second half of these um. We had questions. the same question in the second half, so... So we, we decided to just make it an even 54. So that would put me at 22 questions I... Well, no. Hang on a minute. I gotta do the math again. Sorry. <clears throat> 54 divided by 2 is 27. So I have to have 27 or more correct in order for me to win. Yeah. Okay, let's count, let's count the tallies. 5, 10, 15, 20... 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. I am just two points over, and I win. Okay. I get Chinese dinner. I get Chinese dinner. All right. Yay, me. Good job. And, you know, I would get us Chinese food tomorrow night if somebody didn't have company over very late in the evening. Well... That happens. Mm -hmm. Wait, that mean wait. You're not giving me Chinese tomorrow then. You're having people over. So. No. They're bringing their own food. No, they're not. No. I heard your uh, messages. They no, but afterwards when we went upstairs when I went to record, Eric was saying, "Don't worry about us, Colin. We're gonna get our own food." So. Okay, as long as that's settled. Yeah, and then you and me can go get our own food. So. Okay. But this was a fun game. It was a very did, fun game. I did enjoy this, even though it did stump me a bit in the middle. Ha. Huh. That's okay. But you know what? I kind of knew you would kind of, you know, 
come out of this with flying colors and I knew you were going to win somehow. And yeah, I didn't realize that that's what you get when you study hard, people. You study hard, you get the answers right, you get what you want. So this concludes our episode, I guess. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Abby Normal Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram if you would like. Also at Abby Normal Podcast. And also we're going to be trying to do some fun things pretty soon. Trying to do some live streams or trying to do something. Well, I would love I'm to. Hoping, I'm hoping with the next episode we'll finally wrap up part two of the horror novelists. Which we might get to this Saturday. We might. I hope. Hopefully. I hope. I hope. I hope. Would you shut I up? <laughs> There's no hope in you. I'm just kidding. So, yeah, I mean, I've got a couple more, like, ideas for the next few episodes, which I won't share quite just yet. Plus, like we said, we have some, you know, news and stuff for the podcast. Going into October, we'll, you know, get more details for you and share with you guys you know, in, in the, hopefully the next few weeks. So I guess that concludes the entire episode and it's... In its entirety. Yes. I am Colin Bourne. And I am Aaliyah. And you were listening to the Abbey Normal Podcast signing off saying, Good night and don't fall asleep.